The Different Paths of Medieval Christianization Christianity Among the Rural Poor Medieval Europe was rural. The vast majority of Europeans who lived in the Latin west of the continent were scattered about the countryside in villages, small towns, and settlements. In most regions, less than 10% of the population had come to live in cities by the year 1500. This is an important fact to keep in mind when studying the developments that led up to the Reformation. Medieval Europe's rural demographics, its feudal social structure, and its minimal rates of literacy all influenced that history to an enormous degree. There was probably no such thing as a typical medieval village, since their populations could vary from a few dozen to several hundred, or even a thousand. Most rural communities, however, shared a number of important characteristics that remained remarkably constant over the centuries. For one thing, village economies were almost entirely agrarian. Villagers farmed the fields that surrounded their homes. Their lives were organized by the chores of the seasons, plowing, planting, cultivating, and harvesting. Winters were times to be endured, especially in places where they were long and hard, and villagers only survived them if they had stored enough grain and produce to make it through. The fortunate had livestock to help with the chores and produce additional food. Not surprisingly, life expectancies were low by modern standards. Few villagers could hope to live much past forty. Poor harvests, malnutrition, and vulnerability to disease kept that number low, as did additional factors such as childbirth, attacks by outsiders, or war. Many village economies in the Middle Ages were self-sufficient and therefore isolated. Their inhabitants were subsistence farmers, who produced just enough to feed themselves, grain for bread, fruit and vegetables, eggs, and occasional meat from livestock or hunting and fishing. More complex village societies included artisans, such as blacksmiths or carpenters, who played supporting roles in the economy. Beyond the village itself, trade was limited. Peasants would have produced little surplus, and communication between communities was sparse. These villagers relied on themselves. As a result, strangers were greeted with suspicion. Outsiders were not part of the village production cycle and represented additional mouths to feed, or worse, a threat of violence or exploitation. Some outsiders, however, had to be accepted. The most common of these were landlords. Many villagers were tenant farmers who paid rent to a landlord, who often lived somewhere else and only appeared, in person or by emissary, to collect his due. In exchange, the lord offered promises of protection— the arrangement was a basic feature of feudal society, the dominant social order of medieval Europe. In such a society, peasant farmers enjoyed varying degrees of freedom. Some actually owned their own land and had no lord above them. Most, however, were subject to rental agreements and to someone who owned the land. As time went on, those agreements became more and more restrictive. Many peasants had the status of serfs, they were often tied to their landlord's land and not allowed to move. Such serfs had virtually no freedom to travel, or even to marry without the lord's approval. They paid a significant portion of their produce to the lord in rent, and provided labor for the rent they could not pay.
By the time of the Reformation, many contemporaries regarded serfdom as a form of slavery. Within the village, one building towered over all the rest. It was the church. The church is fascinating for a number of reasons. For one thing, churches had no obvious utilitarian function within an agrarian economy. They did not house farmers or animals, nor did they store grain. They mostly stood empty. Second, they were the domain of another village outsider, the priest. Priests, too, had no obvious economic function. In many cases, they acted as landlords, which meant that they had to be paid rents by those who planted on church property and thus consumed part of the village's goods without producing anything tangible in return.